Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Brian Reynolds requesting a trade from the Pittsburgh Pirates. And when we want to talk Pirates, when we want to talk to the guy who broke the news for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, of course, we talked to our buddy Jason Mackey of the PG. Jason, thanks for taking some time. I'm sure it's a very busy Saturday afternoon for you after breaking this news. Thanks for taking some time and jumping on the show. Of course, man. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. It's been a little bit nuts here. I will try to speak as coherently as possible, but I would... I always love coming on with you, Kale. Hope you're hope you're having a good one. We are, we are. So let's start from the beginning of this. Uh, you broke the news about an hour ago in the PG. How have we reached this point between the the Pirates and Brian Reynolds? What was the uh, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back that led to Reynolds and his camp looking to seek a trade? Yeah, I mean, maybe the winter meetings you could describe as sort of the flashpoint. Um, I don't know if there was one straw that broke the camel's back, uh, unless you could maybe say uh, this. And, and what I, I'm going to start with a little context, but get to what makes sense. I mean, they've talked about contracts before. Um, they've done it for a couple of years. Those offers never got serious on either side. I don't think the Pirates ever put something in front of Reynolds where he was moved, and I don't think anything that Reynolds' side presented was you know, taken too much to heart by the Pirates. And I think the Reynolds camp probably got tired of that and said, like, enough is enough. You've got a couple of years of club control remaining. Um, they're probably well aware that the outfield market is somewhat thin. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it fully thin, but Re- Reynolds is obviously going to have a lot of suitors yeah. at the winter meetings and said, like, you know, now's it. And they don't, they don't feel like anything is going to get done um, in Pittsburgh. And I, I would probably agree with them. I think the Pirates ploy – um, or the way they're doing business is to just kind of go year to year and pay the R, pay, you know, whatever they have to pay to keep them around, but to not actually do a long-term contract extension. And so, you know, you kind of pull the cord, you create this, and you almost dare the Pirates to say, are you going to keep an unhappy player on your roster? I don't know. Um, and I don't know if they'll be able to, but that's that's my my sense of the context on this. And that's the thing, too, especially you mentioned there with the three years of team control. And I think the biggest question in everyone's mind is, okay, it's one thing to request a trade, to have a disgruntled player on your roster, but the Pirates don't have to trade Brian Reynolds. Do you think that that's something that's going to come down the pipe here, or do you think that they are going to say, listen, you're under contract with us, Um, we're going to let you hang out here. Do you think that a trade is imminent or a trade is a real possibility at this point as things stand right now? I... I do think a trade is a possibility at this point, Cal. I, I, I'm not saying that the Pirates are going to go to the winter meetings looking to shop Brian Reynolds, but I don't know how you could possibly 
have the same look on this now as you might have had a week ago before he requested a trade. Um, you know, and like Brian Reynolds, the person, he's not going to show up and, you know, act like a pain or be an obstructionist or anything like that. But I mean, are you really going to ask your best and most important player to be in a place that he's not, doesn't really want to be for multiple years to chase your goal when, I mean, you could prop up an argument that says it makes sense for them to trade in baseball wise. I don't like it. I'd rather see them extended. But what I mean by that is you can get a metric crap ton of assets in terms of prospects and players for Reynolds if you just deal them. And like, I think the Pirates, looking at their team-building strategy, are probably going to be like, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, give us a major league-ready outfielder. You know, get us some pitching. Um, get a couple more guys. We don't have to pay Reynolds. Maybe we take what we were going to pay him, use it somewhere. Like, there's ways to do this that, like, if I have the bit of information that, Ryan, that Brian Reynolds wants traded, I can go think about my team-building strategy differently. So they, they put out their statement, and that's good leverage, and they could certainly hold themselves to that. But from a personal side of it, I have a tough time seeing them being that resolute for the next couple of years. I think the key word there, and we're joined by Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette. He broke the news that Brian Reynolds has requested a trade from the Pirates. I think the key phrase there, uh, Jason, is leverage. And, you know, we talked about this multiple times over the summer when Reynolds' name was being thrown around, you know, connection to the Yankees, the Padres, about, oh, should the Pirates trade Brian Reynolds? And I look at the word leverage right now, and I think the leverage can't be what it was during the season, right? We're not playing baseball right now. There's no one at the in the immediate sense that is in a title chase right now like those teams were at the time. And, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you got to think that, you know, if you look back, the Pirates would have had significantly more leverage than they do right now when baseball is not being played, middle of the offseason, and now, you know, publicly the, uh, the, the cat is out of the bag that Reynolds wants to be out of town. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I said it, at the beginning, like, the flashpoint is the winter meeting. Like, you're going to go there and talk about stuff. It's going to, like, it doesn't do Reynolds camp any good to have this out, you know, in, in or, you know, to – you don't want this to break in January is what I'm saying. Yeah, like the, the yeah. conversations aren't going to be as meaty as they might now. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's a thing that you talk about and that's why the pirates can put out the statement that they want. And that's fine. Uh, the pirates can say that Brian Reynolds is part of our team building strategy and all that stuff. And that sounds great. Uh, they could even make another run at Reynolds and say, Hey, look, we understand you're unhappy. Let's try to work something out long-term. And maybe they do that. I don't know. Um, but I just, I, I look at it as uh, from a leverage standpoint, they hold some leverage. It's a little bit lessened, but I would just, you know, you're, you're sort of looked at like, well, you're going to deal this guy eventually. You're going to deal this guy eventually. Like it's going to be the big, you know, one of the bigger dominant storylines at the winter meetings, and they're probably best served to just do it now, whether they want to or not. I just, you know, as long as you can get a nice haul, I think we, we realize where we're at with this. Again, I would rather see Reynolds here long term, but I, Given the context, given how this has gone down, it's probably the best exit strategy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. But Jason, does dealing Brian Reynolds now or sooner rather than later, does that kind of go against what a lot of Pirates fans are hoping is is now we're flipping a switch that, okay, we're getting to the end of this rebuild? Does that go against it, saying that, okay, now we're going to go back and trade our maybe our best player right now or one of our biggest names and, and try to stock up on the prospects once again? Does that kick the can down the road for ultimately where Pirates fans that have, of course, been frustrated, where they want the team to be here sooner rather than later? I actually don't think it does, Cal. Or it shouldn't have to. Sure. Um, you know, for the right deal, and this is why I think it's also important that this happen now, but for the right deal, they can get a player who could reasonably replicate what Brian Reynolds can do. You know, and I'm not talking about Philip Evans or some, you know, ridiculousness that they feel like they can create this OPS out of thin air. Like, no, I mean, a legitimate <laughs> yeah. baseball player needs to be playing 140-plus games in the outfield for the Pirates for them to even have a, a shot at this thing. But, I mean, he makes, what, six and a half, something like that. You have a whole bunch of trade capital you can work with. You get the right guy. You get a young guy with, you know, theoretically additional years, cheap years, arbitration, you know, that sort of stuff. You can get that guy and you can get a couple minor league pieces, you know, because somebody like Reynolds benefits a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox or so many of these teams that like need one extra player and and need that guy to come a little bit cheap. So, I mean, I guess that's a long winded way of saying that. I don't think it's impossible. It's just going to take the right trade where you can't say we're going to take a bunch of lower-level prospects. The value in those, in the return has to be in major league-capable guys or at least one major league-capable guy to play that position. Joined by Jason Mackey here of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jason, I know we can't really put this into you know a numerical sense or we can't really see the impact of Brian Reynolds, but just how important is Brian Reynolds in that locker room you know, in terms of his leadership, uh, his example he sets. How value how valuable is that and can you put a value on what he provides for a team that is still, albeit very young, outside of him, and a team that, you know, as they want to have this upward trajectory here over the next couple of years, how valuable is it to have a guy like Reynolds and what value does he provide? Yeah. I mean it's it's a very nice value. Um I wouldn't say it's irreplaceable, uh, but I'm coming from a place of thinking that probably none of that stuff is irreplaceable. Like, you you know, you get guys that handle their business the right way, and younger players are going to be attracted to them. So if you get the right player, like Carlos Santana is somebody like that, right? Like, he doesn't play the same position. He's not from the same part of the world. But, like, people are going to look at how he prepares and be impressed by it. They did it with Jose Quintana, too. So, I mean, yes, Brian Reynolds provided consistency. He knew You knew what you were getting from him effort-wise. You knew what you were getting from him production-wise, minus that weird two months at the beginning of the season. Um, He was good defensively. He was great offensively. Uh, He was a legitimate star, an MVP candidate. You know, like, he got top 10 MVP votes, put it that way. And, I mean, the Pirates, they don't have many of those guys. Clearly, they don't have many established major leaguers that just require no maintenance, and that's a great thing about Reynolds. But I... I guess, and, and believe me, like Reynolds is one of my favorite people in that clubhouse, so I'm not going to sit here and like trash him. But, I mean, they can get somebody else who's a legitimate, way above average major league outfielder. Like, there, there are other versions of him 
So that's sort of what I hope they go and do. Jason, before I let you run here and uh, get back to uh, your diligent work you're doing covering this story, you mentioned Carlos Santana there. I wanted to ask you about the additions uh, of him, not only him, but also G-Man Choi as well. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, There hasn't been a ton of baseball talked on this uh, station, of course, in the last couple of months with the season ending and and Steelers and all that kind of stuff going on right now. So can you give me your quick assessment of those additions and how you think those guys impact uh, the immediate plans for the Pirates here? Yeah, no doubt. And I love the Santana sign. I absolutely love it. And I love it because of his temperament, um, the miles on his tires, and I mean that in a good way. I've heard from people that think he's washed up. I don't feel that way. Um, I think there are some skills there, meaning like what pitches he swings at, how deep he works into counts, um, how much he walks that benefit them. And there's still power as evidenced by exit velocity and hard hit percentage and all that junk. So anyway, I like it. I don't think it's a huge commitment, relatively speaking. Um, I like how they've addressed first base so far with him and Choi. I think Choi can be a halfway decent player. I worry about him playing every day, but he doesn't have to play every day if you're complimenting him with Santana and you know you can kind of play matchups a little bit yeah um so I'm I'm very encouraged by that I just hope I hope we see some pitching and now we have the Reynolds situation they need to rectify as well I like it Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette you can follow his coverage at the postgazette.com breaking the news today that Brian Reynolds has requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Pines Jason thank you as always I'll talk to you soon brother okay all right boss thanks so much Kale. take care all right you too Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette providing some insight, some context on the Brian Reynolds situation. As I mentioned earlier, uh, what my source is telling me that those contract extension discussions uh, have continued for some time with the Pirates and Reynolds camp. Offer made by the Pirates, uh, Reynolds and his team wanting more years, uh, wanting uh, a significant, uh, or not a significant, but a larger Monetary value as well. The two sides not able to come to that agreement, so Reynolds camp ultimately deciding to request a trade from the Pittsburgh Pirates. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.